You're listening to America's Entrepreneur, the podcast designed to educate, entertain, and inspire you in your personal and professional journey. I'm your host, Aaron Spatz, and on the podcast, I interview entrepreneurs, industry experts, and other high achievers as they detail their personal and professional journeys in business. My goal is to glean their experiences into actionable insights that you can apply to your own journey. If you're new to the show, we've spoken with successful entrepreneurs, Grammy award-winning artists, best-selling authors, chief executives, and other fascinating minds with unique experiences. We've covered topics such as how to achieve breakthrough in business, growing startups, effective leadership techniques, and much more. If you strive for continual self-improvement and enjoy fascinating and insightful conversation, hit the subscribe button. You'll love it here at America's Entrepreneur. Welcome back to America's Entrepreneur. So excited that you're joining us, and I'm and I'm delighted anytime I get to promote and uh, and further the cause of other fellow podcasters and people that are in the space. And so this week is one of those unique opportunities that I'm I'm really really excited about. Again, I've I've brought just a lot of really fun and amazing guests. This week will be no different, and I'm really really excited uh, to welcome Gresham Harkless Jr. to the show. He he's the CEO of Blue 16 Media. He also runs um, CB Nation. You can go to cbnation.co and you can also go to Blue 16, the, the numbers 16, blue16media.com uh, for more information about what he's up to. You can follow him on social media. He's a really easy guy to find, super approachable, really genuine guy. And so I'm I'm really excited to sh- um, hear a little bit of his story. He, he runs a really amazing podcast. I would, I would encourage you all to go check it out. We can talk, Gresh and I will talk more about that here in just a few minutes. So be sure to add that to your podcast list uh, because he, 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 he brings it. He brings a quick pace and really does a great job of distilling some really awesome uh, nuggets and insights uh, that will be a massive encouragement for you. So with that, Gresh, man, I'm so excited to talk with you, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for making some time for me. Aaron, super excited to be on and, and, you know, hopefully I can reach the bar that you set with all the awesome guests and you, of course, being on the show too. Uh, brother, no. So, I mean, so for those listening, Gresh is super, super humble about this. So he's, he's been doing this for quite some time. He is well, well, well ahead in the podcasting journey, uh, than I, and I think he's done a phenomenal job of what he's doing so far, but man, I, you and I were talking off air and we're talking a little bit about the entrepreneurial journey and, and all its ups and downs. And I think there's a lot, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. There's, there's a lot of success. There's a lot, there's a lot of failure. And I, and I don't like to even use the word failure. I, I call it learnings. There's there's a lot of learning. There's a lot of growth that happens, and um, you know I've I've I have tinkered with the other business ideas. A lot of them have not you know come to fruition to the way that maybe I would have wanted them to. And it sounds like you've got some similar experiences there. But would love to just honestly, you've done so much. Would love to just kind of open the floor to you, kind of understand a little bit of your background and like where how have you gotten to where you are today? Like how did you land at Blue Sixteen Media? How did you learn? How did you land doing CB Nation? Like what? What what's gotten you here? Yeah, no, I appreciate it again. You know, Aaron is super excited to, you know, be on the other side of the mic as we kind of talked about. And um, for me, uh, the journey has been, you know, a long journey. It's a, it's a marathon, you know, definitely in terms of like starting anything. And it definitely isn't a, a kind of like that straight line, that straight path that it sometimes can seem like it is before you get started. And sometimes you can kind of hope and hopefully try to will it to be. It doesn't really always happen like that. You know, I, um, I always say that I've been 
entrepreneurial before I even understood what that was. And um, I was the proverbial kid that would sell potato chips on the playground. Um, I got my parents to be my VCs um, and go to MJ Designs and buy beads so that I could sell the necklaces on the playground. So I did all those. Yeah. Awesome. You know, little things as a kid. And I think the thing that probably resonated with me most um, and kind of stuck with me most and kind of launched a lot of like what I ended up doing was when I was 10 years old. I started uh, what was a family newspaper. So my dad went TDY. He was in the military. So um, and I actually don't even know what the term actually means. All I know is that my dad went away for a year because he was serving in the military. And um, I was, you know, boohooing like a, a baby, you know, on the way to the airport, on the way back and a lot of time in between there. Yeah. But um, before we had all these fancy tools like FaceTime and Zoom and Skype and all of that, um, I started a family newspaper so that my dad can know a lot of the things that were going on in our family. So whether somebody was getting married or my grandma, I think, had a squirrel in her house at some time. I covered like all those like little cool. tidbits and things. Yeah. And um, I would send, you know, we would send them to my dad in a care package with all his favorite, you know, treats and honey buns and all of those things. Um, but I also sold the subscriptions to like family members as well, too. So um, when I was trying to figure out like what I wanted to be when I grew up and I grew up, you know, like I, I graduated during the economic crisis and it was just like a chaotic time. Um, I kind of went back to that story and knowing that I didn't really know what and how um, like everything would manifest itself and what I would do. But I knew like those are things that sometimes you do before you care about accolades. You care about how much money you're going to make. You're just trying to, you know, just be who you are. So that's what really laid the foundation for, you know, at that time it was CB Nation first. So I did a lot of freelance writing. I would interview entrepreneurs and business owners, find out why they started their business, advice they would have for business owners, just all the kind of tidbits that we have, you know, on blog and now podcasts and, and even, you know, interview video interviews. Um, but at the heart of it, it was just like, hey, I, I think I want to start a business because I've done like some things when I was a kid. I'm kind of interested in it, but I'm not really sure what it is. So what advice would you give? What would you tell, you know, people like me? And that's really where things started to kind of grow from there. Um, in between there, when I was doing the freelance writing, tore my Achilles tendon, was stuck in bed, really hating life, not happy about a lot of things. But honestly, because that happened, that's when I really started to work on what became CEO Blog Nation, what eventually became the podcast and all of those things. And even after that, you know, starting the digital marketing in Blue 16 Media was largely because I tore my Achilles tendon because I was running around trying to do as many freelance jobs as I could. Yeah. In reality, it was only by stopping being stuck in bed, having to recover that I started to kind of work on some of the things I do now. So that's just kind of a, you know, a tidbit into the, you know, the journey. But like I mentioned, you know, it's, Hopefully not as painful for everybody as tearing their Achilles, but it's definitely sometimes a little bit of a rocky road. Well, you know, it's a, I mean, a phenomenal story, and I, I can relate to parts of your story also because uh, I, I grew up in a military household. I, I served in, in the military, but my uh, my father served in the in the military as well, and I I grew up in Chesapeake, Virginia, and so like that's my old stomping grounds. But um, so I, I I can relate to you there. I mean, that, that was that was in the era of snail mail. Yeah, you're lucky to get you know. A little bit of stuff back over the course of a deployment. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't anything like it is today. You know. So, but talking about your Achilles tear there. I mean that that is a fascinating thing to to consider in the power of slowing down and, and really thinking. And I, I've I've actually just had this conversation with a friend of mine just the other day about man, like we get so busy 
doing all the things that we're doing, whether in whether it is literally like we're just trying to make ends meet or we are growing a business and we're just we, we just have a lot of demands on our time or our family commitments and things like that are just so, you know, so high, like our schedule gets really filled and really full really quickly. And how important it is to set aside time just to think and as silly as that sounds, but just that time not interrupt. And it's hard because even when I'm alone with my thoughts, there's like a thousand, I got like my own like perpetual to-do list, right? Yeah. So, but for you, right. I mean, you had an opportunity to really sit down <laughs> forced upon you rather to really, to really think about what it is you want to do, how you would architect all this and the impact that you would have on, on people. And so, I mean, it, a blessing in disguise, right? Yeah, absolutely. And Aaron, I feel like you you definitely have to be my PR guy because during that time, I definitely didn't look at it like any of that. And, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. And I don't know if you ever heard the uh, Steve Jobs commencement speech where he says sometimes you don't know why things happen in life until you start to like arrange the dots looking back. And you're absolutely right. Like I was a go, go, go type of person. I'm still like that to some degree. I would I always say if if, you know, I'm a big believer in things happen, you know, to you for a reason. Had my Achilles not, you know, not gave out, I probably would still be going around trying to get as many jobs, any freelance jobs as I had before. So, you know, sometimes those things that are, you know, truly frustrating end up being like a blessing in disguise, like you said. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's super cool. I mean, and, and I, I like, I, I even have a theory about that with being sick. I think sometimes, again, like not to, not to, not to go off a, a deep end here and I'll, I'll just touch on this really, really quick, but I, I sometimes feel like that's why we get sick. Sometimes is like, we just, we need, we need it. Like it's our body saying F you, I need some time to rest, you know? And it's like, and when we do that, man, it's, it's crazy how certain things start to kind of become clear and you can just think more clearly. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that, man. Cause that's, that's some insight. And I feel like that's, that's just real, man. That's like, that's, that's, that's real life. That's real. That, that is real struggle. And so like on the other side of that tear and, and, and putting together your plans, like how did you go about doing that while you're doing a hundred other things? And I don't know, maybe you're still doing a hundred other things and doing this at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I still feel like I'm I'm definitely definitely very much so a busybody. So I always feel like I'm doing uh, at least thinking of a hundred things very much. So like you, like, you know, have these yeah. ideas and have to just, you know, keep yourself as focused as much as possible. But, you know, from there, like, I, I can't say that I had a master plan. I think things just kind of changed in terms of like, I was stuck in bed. So I was like, okay, I still want to interview and learn about entrepreneurship and business. So I use this tool called um, Harrow. I call it a hack, um, uh, help a reporter out where basically I would ask, instead of me going to and knocking on doors and saying, hey, can I interview for this? I use a tool called Harrow. Um, and there were some other kind of clones out there before, um, first of all, the site got to the level, but also uh, before um, I had the opportunity to kind of use Harrow, I used these other type clones to kind of build up the site. And from building up the site, then you were able to kind of use Harrow as a journalist to say, hey, you know, why did you start your business? Um, what advice would you have for people that want to start businesses? Um, how to use blogging for your business? And that ended up laying the foundation of, you know, CB Nation at that time. And um, it was, you know, during then that I, I started to really kind of focus on, hey, learning about entrepreneurship, learning about business, you know, what things that you should know, what advice that people would have. Um, just all those things that I really have felt like it, it's been my business school, but also, you know, in that um, kind of same vein, um, because I was like a very much so a journalist at heart, I say, um, and I was an English major in college. 
Um, I look, I started to look at journalism and how that was kind of being disrupted tremendously. And um, what I saw is that there was a big opportunity for journalists and, and media um, kind of empire, so to speak, to be able to like leverage certain services that they have. So because they were typically stronger and like things like, you know, digital marketing, social media, uh, potentially like building with whatever that might be usually people would kind of tack those things together. They would be like an editor for something and they would say, hey, I can also um, give you some consultation on social media because I also do that. So what I did, um, and again, that also kind of happened in a roundabout way in terms of being laid off in a job that I had and then being almost laid off again, um, I came across this networking group and this networking group kind of introduced me to like, hey, um, people want to know about the things that you know about. Um, and not only that, they want to also pay for that. So that's where Blue 60 Media was kind of born, where I started to do the web design support, um, SEO services. It's largely because um, I went to that networking group and they said, they told me that that was a value. I didn't actually even see it a value, but it just kind of goes back to, you know, what we were talking about is like those blessings kind of come. And sometimes you just kind of have to, you know, go and continue to pursue along the lines of wow. what you've been doing. Well, to, and then just to make sure I'm clear on this, because maybe others might have the same question, but you, so you went to this networking group and was it because they, they knew about you through the different podcasts you're doing, or was it just, they just knew enough about you that, Hey, this is the business that you run. Like you do websites, SEO, things like that. Or like, yeah. So the last job that I had, I had just been laid off and I got another job, you know, I was blessed enough to get another job. Um, it was an outside sales job and I was selling advertising. So I would always cold call people. And the way that I got through the door, was not saying, Hey, do you want to advertise as much as possible? I would go to their sites often and I would say, Hey, you know, you know, this isn't set up, you know, that's not set up, kind of go through the back end of their website the, um, to get too much in the weeds, but like the title tag, meta description. Yeah all those things related to SEO. And I would say, hey, do you know about this? So my goal was really to just get into the door to say that, hey, you know, also, did you know that, you know, you don't have um, a presence here? So maybe you want to buy advertising. So one of the people that I cold call, his name's Mike Moss. He has um, a home home remodeling company. He said that, hey, I'll come talk to you. I talked with him and he said, hey, I don't want advertising, but I would love for you to help me out with this. And oh, by the way, this is this networking group that I'm a part of. So I went into that and then it was like, you guys really need, you guys don't know about this. You guys need help with this. So it was just all eye opening for me. And as you know, I just have this back knowledge that I'm just trying to use to get into the door. I feel like it ended up being the thing that people wanted more than me trying to, you know, pitch the advertising. That's cool. Yeah. And, and especially in that, in that space, right? I mean, this is a, this is just my opinion and not based in research at all. So I could very well be wrong with what I'm about to say, but I feel like the web design SEO advertising space is heavily, heavily saturated. There's a ton of people out there. And so for you to basically for you to find a group of people that a desperately need that service and B haven't been sold to 25 times that week was huge. Yeah, I think a lot of it might have been timing too. So this was about nine years ago too. So it might have been a little okay. bit. Yeah, that might have been why. <laughs> yes, I'm in more of a uh, the DC area, so it's a little bit you know populated. And now that they've heard it, you know, so many times. But yeah, it was also like a, a while ago too, which helped out. Timing, you know, and that's that's a great point. Kind of like a secondary 
idea here is is timing of a business idea. So it's like there's there's so much there's so many things out there, and I've I've heard this I've heard someone say it, and I'm probably going to butcher this, but something along the lines of like when you find a new technology, you want to find a way to leverage that technology and ride that wave, right? So whether it's like, I mean. I don't know how much water this one holds because then it's like you look at the NFT space and look at crypto, right? Like that, that is quote unquote, the new technology wave. And maybe there is still uh, a lot of validity there with the, the metaverse and everything else. It, I just, maybe it's just so new. It's still, it's trying to sort itself out, but absolutely. Like back then, nine years ago, SEO was kind of like a, I mean, that was like a unknown acronym. People didn't know that that was search engine optimization and why it's so important to, you know, optimize your site in a way where it, you can be more easily found. And if you're more easily found, you get more calls. And so there's just so many other, just a lot of the right things to do. And you use like some really thoughtful software that'll do a really nice snapshot of someone's website. I mean, you just wrote your scope of work in one fell swoop, right? And so back then, especially, I mean, what a, what a powerful way to get in front of somebody because you're not selling them on like you're not trying to convince them, I guess is what I'm saying. It's like you're you're presenting them with with the facts. Like, hey, this is what I've got. It's a problem. I can fix it for you. If not, just you know, FYI, here are your problems, right? And like that's a great approach. Yeah, and it ended up really you know working out in in that way that you know I just had that I guess interest in, in terms of like learning more about that and then realizing that it wasn't something that people knew and and I think that SEO while obviously all you know digital marketing has definitely become a lot more robust I think what was so interesting is that and even still now to some degree very few people that are in the digital space actually also complement that with kind of like the face-to-face. And obviously the pandemic has changed a lot of things, but to actually get to know somebody and not just be talking to somebody via computer. um, And this is like pre-pandemic, of course, it it was something that I don't think a lot of people did. So, and and is that something that you've really focused on? Like, so do you, do you focus the majority of your business in, in, in the DC area rather than national? I think it's something that I've done, you know, from a networking, you know, standpoint. But I think that's where, um, you know, sometimes people use the word commoditize, um, especially around the digital, you know, space, digital marketing, especially in a lot of, um, you know, industries to some degree have probably been somewhat commoditized. But what I started to do is like I had these two things that I was holding on. I had the the CB Nation and then I also had, you know, the digital marketing um, I tried to figure out a way that maybe I could marry both of them together because I, I really thought that, hey, the driver was the digital marketing, but how could I potentially um, break through the noise? How could I be a little bit more unique? And I said, like, if I had unlimited funds, like, what would I invest in? And a lot of what I was wanting to invest in was something that I was already kind of working on. So I started to really think about, like, how can I potentially um, marry the two of those things together so that while I'm working on CB Nation, I'm also, you know, driving potentially opportunities for Blue 16 Media. And while that's, you know, those scales are starting to, you know, shift a little bit, and that's kind of like by vision and a little bit more by design now, I think it was something that um, allowed me that opportunity to reach a larger, larger audience than just the DC area, because I was interviewing people in different states and a lot of times different yeah. countries, and it just blossomed a lot of things. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I love the way you articulate that. And I hope if, if you know, for those listening, I, I hope you're paying attention to this because like what Gresham just described is like he was able to merge two ideas into one and, and, and really kind of what I hear you saying, Gresh, is like you were able to most smartly leverage the media opportunities. So, you know, i.e. podcasting with folks 
and then you know getting using that as your as your networking and then turning that then into you know the the introduction in the, of that relationship and then oh by the way here's actually i mean you you know me as a podcaster but oh by the way here's what i actually do when i'm not in front of the microphone through for example like doing doing like a website audit and that's and that's a great thing right like you've you've established some rapport with folks and so i think for those listening it's important to think about okay how can I how can I model like something some version of that for my own business? Whether I'm a whether I'm a small town auto shop or I'm a national pharmaceutical business or I have no idea. But like there are different ways that you can leverage kind of multiple things at the same time to kind of complement one another. And and you've you've done a great job of that. Um, I, I I'd say I'm I'm doing something similar to that. Maybe not. I, I'm just being completely open and honest, even with my listeners here. It's like, I don't even know if I've done that as nearly as well as you have in terms of making that translation a lot more obvious. And, uh, man, I just, I mean, hats off to you, man. Like you're doing, you're doing a phenomenal job. And I know, I know it's a lot of hard earned and hard fought lessons. And that's really kind of the segue into maybe our, probably our final point here is like what, and it's tough, right? Cause you, 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 could and you probably should write a book man like i'm being serious but like so i'm not trying to get you to like tell it all in one point but i basically am right like what's the what's the one thing right that you're looking back on and i know there's probably 10 things or if not 100 things that you'd look back on but what do you feel like has been like the one thing that you've learned the most from that you feel like has really has really enabled you to keep going i think um the biggest thing that I would say, and one of the reasons I love, you know, your, the, the work, the, the show, the podcast, all the awesome things that you're working on is because I don't think, you know, as we talked about before, there's enough kind of light put on the actual journey. And I think largely for, you know, so many reasons, I think just we as humans are just wanting to get things as quick as fast and yesterday, essentially. Um, but I think social media and platforms like that have kind of, you know, you know, amplify that even more. But I think the biggest thing that I would probably even, you know, want to tell myself is just like understanding the journey and understanding that it's not a straight line. And then when you do hit that roadblock, when you do take that step and it ends up being like a pothole and those things happen over and over again, they will continue to happen. I think you start to understand that you're, first of all, not alone. And I think on an even deeper level, I feel like most people stop because they don't realize that um, it's actually the way to success. Um, it's not so much that you don't get knocked down. It's just that you get up. And I think that's one of the biggest kind of takeaways is that it's a journey and you can look at somebody now and look at them a year from now. And if they have that desire, like, oh, I, this didn't work, I'm going to try this. If this didn't work, I'm going to try this. They can be completely different trajectory a year from now or even a month from now. So I think that's one of the, the biggest things that I would say. And, and I love how you capture that journey aspect, because I don't think enough people you know, see or understand like the true steps and sometimes a lot of the failures um, that happen you know, along those journeys. Well, because it's not as sexy, man. It's not as sexy to take a take a selfie in front of a Lambo or in front of a freaking oceanfront mansion, right? That's what we all. That's what that's what gets sold, right? That's what gets portrayed in right. front of everybody, right? And so, there's the real. And man, I love how you said that because it absolutely it's the learnings are cumulative. They absolutely are, and it's in. But I mean, you you implied this is that it's up to you to capture those, those learnings and apply them moving forward. And if you can do that, you're, 
and I, the one thing I think that I, that stood out to me in just this last little bit that you shared was like, you are going to run into roadblocks. Like you are going to run into challenges. It is going to happen. It is not a straight line. Don't let social media fool you. It is a, it is not a straight line. And so like, just, just understanding that I think, and I think that's your point is like, just, just embrace the fact that you are going to run into issues like in it's okay. And if you don't run into issues, man, it's going to be really bad the day you do run into a problem because you're not going to know what to do. And so, um, I mean, stellar advice. And I think that's just, I think it's a great reminder for people too, especially those that are listening and you, know, you might be discouraged, you might be frustrated, you might be like, crap, man, like this thing is not taken off nearly as quick as I think it was, or this particular product offering or this service offering just really isn't panning out the way I thought it might. And, and so great, you're learning from it. And that's kind of what I feel like you're, 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 you're stating there. I mean, any, any final comments, parting shots before we, uh, before, before we wrap this up? No, I, I absolutely appreciate, you know, everything you're doing again, Aaron. I appreciate getting to be a you know a small part of that. But, you know, I always one of the quotes I always go back to is I say it's always darkest before dawn. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, you know, been my huge motivation is continue to keep on and keep on and, and keep on. And, you know, I am hopefully working on some things. You're not the only person that said, hey, you should write a book. And um, I'm hearing it over and over again. So that's telling me that's something I got to put the pen to pad. So hopefully I'm working on, you know, combining a lot of, you know, the things from the podcast things from the blogs a lot of lessons that i've learned not just for myself but hopefully to help out you know so many other people so i appreciate yeah. you and um definitely you know feel free to to visit like iamgresh.com blue16media.com or cbnation.co and and i have lots of information there awesome yeah i appreciate you sharing that because you've got a lot else <laughs> appreciate you throwing that out there and uh folks if you need to just back up 20 seconds and capture those real quick so um, and I and I will make sure I capture those in into the show notes uh, that way you can you can easily access those so Grush brother I appreciate you man thank you so much for for uh, for sharing some of your story today thank you appreciate you Aaron thanks for listening to America's entrepreneur if you enjoyed the show please leave a review or comment on your preferred social media platform share it out with friends family co-workers, others in your network. And of course, you can write me directly at Aaron at boldmedia.us. That's A-A-R-O-N at boldmedia.us. Until next time.